Hello, everybody. Uh, we have today at, for the podcast, I have Rick here. Uh, Rick's a student at Stout PGH, and uh, he, he's been a, a longtime jiu-jitsu student here. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of different things, but uh, let's l- just lead off. Uh, I'm going to have Rick kind of introduce himself. Um, so go ahead, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Warren, and thank you for having me on here. Um, like I said, I'm a student down here, uh, currently a blue belt, and have been training for a few years now. It's probably about three and a half years. Yeah. So uh, I know you you've been training. You say you've been training three years. And uh, um, how old are you now, Rick? Uh, Fifty-one. Yeah. So uh, you've tra- you train quite a bit, um, and and really by any standards, I think um, you train. both kind of on your own, which, you know, most of the students that, that really love jujitsu, you kind of take it upon yourself to do some outside learning. And I, I've seen you at a lot of seminars and, uh, and, and you get on the mats pretty regularly. Um, you, you know, you, you were also, uh, you also wrestled, right? That's correct. Yeah. But Kent State. Yeah. Oh, okay. Many, 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 many moons ago. <laughs> so, so you were, a, you were a college wrestler and first of all, like, being uh, somebody who's you know a business professional, former wrestler, um, talk a little bit about how how you've been able to to uh, to have like a dedicated training schedule. Because a lot of people think you know oh, this isn't for me. Uh, this you know I have all these other life responsibilities. I'm not in shape. I'm too old. This and that. Like talk a little bit about uh, your take on and what kind of brought you into jujitsu. Yeah, like how I got back into. It. I used to coach years ago. I mean, after you get out of college, you got to try a little bit of coaching, but then. You know, life responsibilities catch up and you get married and kids, then you get out of it. And uh, it was probably in my mid-40s or so that I just uh, was reading your ads and saw you guys. I kept down to Strip District, saw you down in the corner down there. And I just, uh, after looking at it five or six times and working up the nerve, walked back in there. And I think I picked an open mat and I used the night to go down and watch. And you know, it was pretty intimidating because I hadn't done this in a few years. And <laughs> seen everybody on the mat going at it. And uh, just had some friends and family just kept telling me to go for it. So I showed up. I think I showed up on a Thursday afternoon for a noon class, and that was the way I went and got hooked. And once I got going again, it was just great to be back in the sport after about 10 years off or so from doing anything on grappling. So it was kind of fun to get back into it. What part of it was really like, I know when, when you, we're going to revisit the part about you being intimidated at first, because that's just in itself. I mean, you know, you being a wrestler, you probably did have a little bit of more familiarity with, with it than maybe some other people but uh what what part of it was really satisfying as far as getting back into it what kind of really what you say once you got into it once you kind of got over that initial uh you know f- intimidation what what did you start to feel after that what what, what got uh, I, I think once you go on the mats within one or two practices a lot of the, all those misconceptions you have that kept you away for years and years just kind of melt away and just instantly like the people are great. It's fun to be on the mat again. The competition elements, the being around other people, you're practicing, getting better, doing a skill. I mean, all that, everything just comes back instantly. And I think you kind of, at least for me, it's just within a week, I'm like, oh my, why did I wait? The first, I think this reaction everybody gets is, why did I wait so long? Yeah. I think that's the common, and that's exactly what I felt like. I want to kick myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but you were able to pick it up, like even though, you know, starting later than maybe some people do, uh, you were able to get right back into the swing. And, you know, I see on the match, you're always, you're going hard with, uh, you know, the younger guys and, and some of the good athletes, some of the, you know, even current wrestlers and stuff like that. Um, you meet great training partners too. I remember like the one guy, good friends with now, John Davis, I think my first practice was with him and 
Yeah. I got said on here I got to beat him up a little bit that first practice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John's, yeah, John's a great guy. He's, uh, he's really committed too. He's and, tough. And that's uh, that, that you know, Vince still became friends with him. I think that's why they it keeps people away, but you meet so many great people once you get started. All well, kind of new friends and what do you think about it? I mean, this is something, and I, I don't even know exactly, I know how, maybe how I'd answer it, but how, what, what do you think it is about, you know, jiu-jitsu and getting on the mat that creates such kind of strong friendships? I just, you know, it's, you're on the mat, you get done, you're training, you pick up something new, you just want to talk about it. It's, I mean, it's just, it's like the community. I mean, it is a great community, and, you know, your place, I mean, the whole western Pennsylvania, so many people, great people everywhere. I mean, I've even met People older than me that you, you, my father he used to he used to see snow, but he used to wrestle yeah. for a long time, and uh, they people come up to me just everywhere you go. That's that's a great community. Yeah. Well, I, and and you know, going back to kind of you were, it, it, I think it's interesting that you said you felt a little bit of intimidation because. You know, you really were an athlete coming into this. Uh, not only were you a former wrestler, but, you know, you were a little bit older than a lot of people start, like we said, but I think you were an athlete, too. You you were uh, a really skilled whitewater kayaker, right? Yeah, I've uh, kayaked my whole life, and that's something I've done since, like, age six, about six or seven. And that's a, re- that's a really extreme sport just in itself. That um, Is there any parallels you see between that, uh, kayaking, and, and what you do here in the mat? Any, any similarities, any differences? What, what are some? I think there's a lot of similarities. You know, the, the skills, you know, different skill sets, but the, the way you learn. You know, I find myself, you know, even now I'm, I just taught a kayaking clinic about a month ago, and I found myself uh, had a, jiu- a couple of two jiu-jitsu friends come, and then, you know, I found myself using jiu-jitsu as examples to teach them how to do certain skill sets on the river. And, it, it, you know, it's different move skill sets, but it, the process you're learning is the same way. You know, repetition, drills, you know, how you see things, look at things. Yeah, so as, as far as that learning, um, what... Let's, let's kind of dig into that a little bit more. Uh, repetition, drills, what... In what way could you could you kind of just describe that a little bit better? Give me an example, like in, uh, of a kayaking example that would be similar to how we would learn something in jiu-jitsu. Um, just you know, there's coming down in a kayak. You want to come down and try to catch. You know, you're well, you're familiar with water. Like yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Spots behind rocks, what they call eddies, and it's this you know this little four, three, four step maneuver you do to get your kayak into eddy. You know, it's, it's you know you break it down to three or four steps, just like you may learn how to getting out of a you know a certain guard pass. You know, you're certain. So kind of like sequential steps, yeah, like that, it, that way, that method of learning, it, you know, you have to yeah. get through this step to get to the next, the next step and, and, and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that definitely is important in jiu-jitsu. A- any other similarities as far as the, uh, maybe more like, like on the mental, the emotional side, cause I know kayaking is, it can be really intense and it, there's, there's, there's some physical danger there. There's, there's yeah, things, is there any parallels there? Between? You know, I, I found one kind of funny one. It's just, it's kind of a sort of a similar, but in kayaking, one of the hard things is that people, when you flip over, you have to learn how to do a roll. Yeah. You're upside down. You can't breathe very well. You got to stay calm, focused. And there's such a, great similarity with jiu-jitsu which is i think that it tends to work well because what other two sports are similar in jiu-jitsu what do you have to do when someone gets you on your back is choking you and you stay calm and in control and, and you have and to execute several physical yeah. maneuvers you can't, sometimes you can't even breathe well you know so yeah. you just can't breathe underwater and someone better you on your neck holding you down is that something you think um as far as that 
learn, you know, learning to be calm. How, how do you do that? And is that something that you can, I mean, some people may have a natural ability or for whatever reason to do that coming from the onset, but do you believe that's something that some, that people can learn or is it just something that's a natural ability? I think everybody can learn. Yeah. I think it's like anything else when the older you are a little bit harder. You know, we all know you see kids pick up stuff instantly, and yeah. probably same with all sports kayaking or jiu-jitsu. Even oh, and, and specifically the emo- that emotional aspect. You, you think even even uh, you can learn to let's say you're underwater and you <laughs> you know how you have to do several you know movements and with your paddle and you know with your hips and stuff and 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 it, that does seem now that I think about it really similar to jiu-jitsu. What um, do you, so you think people can learn that emotional control? Oh, I, I, I think so. I mean, I think we see it is looking at your gym every day. You see people come in all ages. Yeah. I mean, starting out, getting better. I mean, they stick with it. Yeah. And, and that, that process of learning to be calm, um, do you, can you think back on that and, and maybe describe that? Cause in kayaking, I'm assuming that you, you've been doing it for years. It might be harder to remember. Can you remember a time in jujitsu, like an example of when you, when you were, you know, maybe you, you like weren't as, calm. yeah, and, and, and then you kind of like got, you, you learned that. Is that, well, uh, I mean, I remember my second practice, I think it was a no-gi night on Wednesday night. I went there and it was a beginner's class and I, uh, with no-gi, you can't tell people's different skill levels and I'm still trying to figure out how to match up partners, but I think when we went to switch partners, I think I was with Andy. And then I, I'm and Andy, by the way, is uh, he's a purple belt. He's a man. He's uh, been with us for a long time. He's a manager up at Cranberry, and he he's competed and stuff. He's a smaller guy, but he's uh, he's he's Andy and he was, can. He's and he tough. was nice enough to get me started. Yeah, first day, I think it was my second practice, but no gi. And then we you know switch partners to the next person. But unbeknownst to me, when I switched partners, it was with Aurelio, who uh, I had no clue who he was. Yeah. Um, at the time, he was a brown belt, and I just, you know, use my wrestling, hold him down like, you know, whatever, and I just proceed to just get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things with no gi, right? Like, you come yeah. into a room, and you're... you're you know, <laughs> that's, a nice, that's one of the, you know, I, I sometimes have talked on this podcast, I think, and, and other times about belt, you know, there's there's a lot of downsides to the belt system, I think, and, and I really dislike the hierarchical you know kind of you know can almost be cult like and and you know it but i think one of the good things about it just practical is like you kind of have an idea now it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that sometimes there won't be a purple belt that's better than a brown belt or a black belt but but uh, you kind of have a visual and when you're in a room of who you're getting what you're getting into right when your partner well i didn't realize that i mean i thought everybody i thought this could be I'm like, holy crap! This, these guys are good here. <laughs> I mean, I actually was on. I mean, within 30 seconds, I think it was on my back being choked. And I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? But then you find out, you know. Was well, is that one of those learning times yeah. when you're like, I, I, I didn't. I, so I, just, I assume most of them were white belts there. And yeah. Just, you know, guy just jumped Purple in with belts, them. Yeah, brown, <laughs> brown, brown belts. But, uh, you know, if you talk afterwards, you find out and you laugh about it, and you know, that's how, that's how you make friends. I and mean, and is that also part of that like learning as far as like you know you kind of reassess it after. Afterwards, you look back on this. Well, oh, I was kind of panicky there. Wasn't expecting this. Uh, and then, as you talk about it afterwards, you kind of reassess. And and then the next time, what you probably probably were a lot calmer, right? Is that oh, is that sir. part of that oh, that yeah, learning yeah. process? With, yeah, with I mean, after you're in a certain you know, whether you're upside down in a kayak or getting having someone hanging on your back choking you, you <laughs> learn pretty quick to stay calm. That's the beauty of it. You get better. You you learn how to control your emotions, your fears, your and all that stuff. And, I always think that's a big thing as far as any kind of learning is uh, um, 
there's some, you know, definitely some academic research that would back this up, but just empirically, I think when you reflect or talk or, or in, in any way kind of revisit what ha- you know, let's say you, let's say somebody was on, you know, you couldn't get out of side control or back control or something like that for a whole round, and you kind of revisit that afterwards. You know, I think that's a big part of learning, and any, whether that's you know, I think what it carries on everything else you do in life. You, you take that, you know, that controlled process and everything you're learning down here, and it goes right over to your job, your home. Yeah, I mean, it carries over everything you do. I think you know, that's what's great about getting back into it. Gives you structure a little bit. And, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about that. I, I, I wanted to talk about you. You sponsoring. Uh, you sponsored a lot of the local um, events, and I, I think you know people probably don't realize that. But uh, um, some of the events, stout fights, uh, the Muay Thai Muay event, Thai and the- that that's been going on, and it was really the first you know major muay thai event uh in pittsburgh and and uh great event that's a great event yeah. it's it we're in this will be our i think for fifth year now and uh you sponsored that since the beginning and and then we had our our uh, the ace hotel event in partnership with the ace hotel that's a, a jiu-jitsu event it wasn't the first one in the area but it's something where it really showcases and gives local not just from our school but uh, uh, you know the area ability to compete and compete on a, a fun stage and and you've been a big supporter of that and, and it's one of the reasons why we've been able to keep that going um through your business if, if you could just and, and i think your business might actually tie in a little bit to what we, we do yeah, here and we, the people that, that that do here so talk about that a little bit yeah what we have is we have a um it's a brokerage firm for property casualty insurance and what that is is that's uh you know, insurance, people you know, know that term, but what that is is that's insurance for businesses, individuals. And you know, the individual side, that's your things we're all aware of, homeowners, auto insurance. Uh, we are mostly commercial, but that's insurance for businesses, you know, workers' comp, general liability, property, and everything else. Um, and what makes us a little bit unique is we're, you know, we're an independent agency, so we have, oh, God, 50, 60-plus more companies we could access for things. But we also have a couple different, we've specialized in a couple different uh type of insurances or programs you could say for things uh, one of which is we run a real big uh, nationwide program for outdoor related sports or activities like canoeing whitewater rafting uh, canoe liveries uh, fishing guides uh, all, all types anything basically outdoor related we have a programs for that and also you know even for martial arts and things like that through a couple different companies Wow. Yeah. So, so, so anybody that, that has, you know, if, just talking about that specific niche, like if anybody has a, you know, any business outdoor business, uh, uh, really it sounds like any extreme services like could, could benefit from that type or from, any, from, any from business, you guys. I mean, plumbers and electricians right. and all those, I mean, any type of, any type of business, if it's a business, you guys we, can, we serve can help it. with that. Yeah. But your niche is, is really interesting that you, ha- you, you do all, you kind of umbrella all those, but any business you guys can help. I think provide. we got into those other things because, you know, there are a lot of people in our age, we've done that in the past, you know, we yeah. kayaked, we've been, white, I used to guide whitewater rafting for what, 20, 20 plus years or so. Uh, you know, even in wrestling and everything else. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of stuff's growing. I mean, you look even like, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, there, there were only, I think, two paid wrestling clubs for kids in the country. And now they're, you know, Everywhere. there's probably there's probably 10 of them in Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, like that's something we, we do insurance for that, too, you know, in terms of wrestling, youth wrestling leagues, youth football leagues and things like that. And, and, and even like... Uh, 
some of the new activities. Like I know there's there's all kinds of things coming up, like axe throwing and you know <laughs> things crazy stuff, like like the uh, you know airsoft and, and and things like that 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 are kind of you know newer or getting more popular. That's that sounds like something anybody and anybody that has any of those things, I definitely encourage you to to um, uh, you know go yeah. talk to Rick and see what what they can do and. Uh, um, you'll see them, you know, you'll see them here at the gym, you'll see them at the events, but uh, we'll also provide uh, contact information for them uh, in... in uh, all over the ads on Facebook. It's Thompson Goose yeah. Insurance Group. That's uh, right on your ads on Facebook. And okay. Yeah, so if yeah. you go to Stop Fights, you'll see the logo in, in there, and I also, in, in like the, the little, the briefing of the show and the show notes in this, I'll, I'll put that, I'll put a link to, to where you can get in touch with them if, if you need anything like that. Um, another thing that... Uh, we're sitting here right now, and I'm I'm looking at Rick's uh, gym bag, and it has the tap cancer out, and uh, that's something that you know I, I know that there, there's a lot of people talk about about that, and, and it's a great thing to support, you know. And I mean, who doesn't want to support people fighting fighting a battle that that really decides it's a it's a, the outcome's really important, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I know that. You've been battling cancer for a, a while now. Uh, quite a f- how, how many years has it been now? Well, it's, I'm over a year, but probably about 14. I mean, depending on when you first, I guess from date nine, it's like 14 months or so now. Yeah. And I know Rick's continued. One, one thing I, I think I thought was really amazing, and one of the, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to him today is uh, um, you've continued to train uh, mm. through through most of that. You know, through and. and Talk a little bit about that process and like, you know, first, I guess, start with maybe if you could start with what your diagnosis was and what, um, you know, what kind of chemo you went through and, yeah. and, and the training involved with that. Yeah, the turkey, what, what I came down with is with the, it's esophageal cancer and it's a very hard one to diagnose or catch early, which makes it kind of deadly because people tend to not catch it till it's too late. And even in my situation, uh, I mean, you were around last year, I think we did the Naga event and at the time I was trying to cut weight for the this is kind of maybe the maybe a little issue or problem with why you're trying to do jiu-jitsu and tournaments and stuff but i was trying to cut a little bit of weight for the tournament at the time the cancer was advancing and i didn't i was probably losing weight due to the cancer i think that was two years two two, sum, that was two that, summers ago well no that was this is last probably last april april of 18 Zoom, and okay. um, and then it was probably about a couple a week or two after that that I got died, um, I, I was losing weight, and I, the weight came, basically, long story short, the weight came off a little bit too easily for the tournament. Yeah. So I was going with my personal, you know, PCPs, checking with them, they couldn't find out what was wrong, and finally, uh, probably about two weeks after the tournament, um, I had a blood clot formed from the, uh, some of the lymph nodes that got a, a cancer in them, and uh, had some pain, I basically, uh, you know, competing with, like, rib injuries and stuff. I thought it was a rib injury going into the tournament, but it was really a blood clot when wow. I competed at Naga. And, yeah, um, I remember. So, went to, to make a long story short, went to the uh, ER and they diagnosed it, and then um, yeah, had to put me on can- uh, chemotherapy and such. Which, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, that's one of the, I guess, difficult things is a lot of people they went out there that you think chemotherapy your life ends, and, and for the most part, it, you know, it is difficult because you know chemotherapy's got all the all the negative connotations here with. You know, being uh, tired, uh, can't eat, and all the other uh, feeling the other 50 plus probably bad symptoms. But um, I've been fortunate that uh, you know, even once I started chemo, I think I missed the first week of that first week. I didn't get on the mats or do anything. But uh, starting that second week, I've been fortunate, at least in that regard, to 
I don't think I've missed a single week of training since that point in time. Yeah, at least, at least a day or two. Or, I mean, some days I'm getting five or six days a week, and wow. And um, even with the chemo, and I, I think you know, people hear that you know, your life kind of ends once you go on that, but it doesn't necessarily always have to be that way. Yeah. Well, I know I, I've gotten on a mat with you just just a couple times during that time, but uh, uh, you made a lot of adjustments. You had you know you had a port for the chemo, and you had a chest shield, <laughs> and you had a <laughs> which, in which yeah throws people off. Um, you know, for people listening, I, if, when you start the chemotherapy, what they, oftentimes what they have to do is they have to put a port in you, which is a little plastic device in your upper part of your chest, where they wire you up and give you the drugs. And uh, you know, with the help of some of my friends, I think it was Brad Schwartz, he was able to find me an old, I think it was a lacrosse or hockey vest that we modified, cut the padding out just for the chest. So when I, every time I roll now, I just put my little chest piece underneath, which looks a little, you know, like, you, know, you get the looks from people that don't know you. are like, why? Yeah. They think it's immediately a rib injury. Then you have to tell them what's going on a little bit. Like, you don't want to get me on port. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, uh, so, but it works. It works fine. And you're able to just, you just have to make some adjustments to your life and just move on and, you know, work from there. Yeah. And I, I know you're, um, prognosis was was pretty dire and or, or is still really but uh talk about a little if, if you want if you could talk a little bit about where you are now and i, I know you're you're, you're yeah. still training and and it seems like you're feeling a lot better that you're off key off you know not not doing yeah. chemo and wh- where's where's every, where are you at right now talk a little bit about that um i was i was well it's it's over many months i mean since 14 whatever since it started but probably 12 of those 14 months i've been on chemo um, and you know what that is is you, you, know, you go in and everybody's a little bit different but you know in my case it was simply a matter of, you, know, you go in on a Monday you get your drugs then you they run your course through your system over two weeks you feel sick you feel tired nauseated neuropathy all kind of things then you repeat the whole process the next two weeks and you just keep doing that week you know every two week cycles but um, I got a little I was very fortunate that my first cycle which was three to four months uh, put the cancer in remission, which was good, and then, but unfortunately it came back uh, much smaller, just in a, one spot about two months later, which case we did another five, six months of chemo, plus we just finished up radiation, and right now um, it's been a couple weeks since that, and I'm hoping that when I get rechecked here with a PET scan in a couple weeks, I mean, I'll still be in remission again. So yeah. I, I've Maybe hopefully caught a couple lucky breaks with that, but it's something that I'm gonna probably be fighting the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and that, that's to to somebody listening from outside. For me, it just seems like such a daunting and tough thing. I'm sure you know it's hard to even imagine. But um, the hardest part's probably the mental aspects. Yeah. You, know, you, you start to have to you know adjust your time frame. You know, yeah. You, know, you kind of live more in the moment. You try not to think about it too much. Yeah. It's not the I mean, a lot of people focus on the physical aspects. You hear, oh, my God, i got to take chemotherapy, and it's going to make me feel sick, and I'm going to be throwing up. But, that, if, I mean, anybody, like, you know, it's the, not, it's the mental part that I find the most difficult to deal with. Yeah. You to, but you, yeah, you, learn to, you learn to adjust. You have to learn to reset your, the framework, how you view things and block out things. And Yeah, and, and, and so you talk about, like, living in the moment, and I, I guess um, that kind of, leads into what I was where I really one of the questions I think is is interesting for for me and other people is why, why keep training jiu-jitsu while, while you're yeah. going through this chemo why when you're sitting you know you're not feeling well your energy's low uh there was actually some dangers too I know you talked to me about uh, a while back about 
the, you know, just the immune system being compromised yeah, and being around people. <laughs> That's probably not, yeah, your immune system's lower when you're on a open mat on a Wednesday night or so. That, that's, like, what I'm, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Um, and, and, so, and that is true to, to a degree. So yeah. so why do, why do it? What did it do for you? You know, obviously the, the, you kept doing it. And yeah, what, there's what, a simple one. There's a long answer, but this... I, I want both. Let me, let's do, let's the, do both. The, the simplest is that, you know, when, you know, you talk about the mental aspects, but when you're, that two hours you're on the mat, and I always, I always jokingly say this to people, but when someone's hanging on your back trying to choke you or snap your arm into you or whatever it may be, you're not thinking about cancer. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're having fun. You're with, and you're with, and above that, you're with your friends, you're training, you're talking about everything related to that, how you're going to get this person, what you're going to learn, what you're going to do to beat that guy. And for that, you know, couple hours a day, that's just, you're taken away to it. Like a, you know, it's a, you know, that's why you should, people should get into jujitsu because it's a couple hours a day, you're taken away from everything. You're just with friends and having fun and you're doing an activity and that's all you're thinking about. Yeah. And what other places, you can't get that sitting at home. You can't get that going to work. Maybe some camp, and I don't, that's not, just one yeah. stress for another sometimes. But it's, that's the beauty of, you know, same with kayaking. It's whether it's kayaking, jujitsu, getting involved with something, that's the beauty of it. You know, you're, you're taken away for a couple hours at a time just to. Seems like you're, like, kind of in the moment, like what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's great. For, that, that's all your mind's thinking about then. And that's, that's a great thing. And I mean, and yeah, you're with your friends and, all that, everything else. Well, that's that's pretty powerful. Just for anybody, I think you know whether you're you're in a, a, an extreme that, case. That probably applies to anything, whether it's high blood pressure. I mean, that's why you should get involved with things like these. Uh, yeah. Whether it's, yeah, I said something simple like you know high blood sugar or you know the health benefits or stress or, or even cancer. I mean, it's just that. It, it, and I think you know they say with the mental aspects go a long way to helping people get better. I mean, you, you hear that with cancer that. Um, you know, the, the ability of the, the, the amount that someone wants to fight or keep going or staying strong. I mean, all those things. Um, yeah, jiu-jitsu helps with that. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I, I truly believe it. I mean, it, you think, do you mean it, it helps you learn to be stronger or or it helps you just just stay more positive or maybe both? I know we, you just talked I, about I, I would say both. I mean, because yeah. in order to sit and, like I said, 11 of the last 13 months I've been on chemo in order to take chemo you gotta be if you're weak unhealthy compromised immune system older I mean that you can't stay on it if you can't stay on it that's less of a chance of beating cancer yeah if you can stay on it that improves your odds um, that's the physical side but on the mental side I mean that's also you know again staying positive and when you're around positive people here like I said people aren't you're here with your friends you're not sitting at home dwelling on negativity. You're yeah. trying to work out and tap people out and have a lot of fun, and that's that's all. Those are all positive thoughts, and that, and it, it can't be, you know. Yeah. Even when you're done training, you, know, you, you talk to your friends at night, text with them, and you're talking about positive things, you know, the jujitsu and stuff. Yeah, so, I can. I mean, it's I, both ends, the mental and the physical. I mean, it's it's both. It's. The, I think the space of jujitsu is, is like what you're saying is really true. It's it's a place where even if there's other negative things going on, it's it's a, even if people are not, not necessarily even positive people. Like you're you're just a generally seem like a positive person, but uh, at least from what I've you know interacted. But it, it seems like even if people aren't naturally positive people they they kind of leave the negativity out of this space it's just it, and, and it's not even that they want to it's just that they it doesn't there's no place for it here right like I you just, can't be on the mat yeah and, and i like, can't think of a single training i mean 
last four years a single training experience where there was negative, it's always positive. It's it's always. And I think even if it's not positive, it it, it just kind of pushes the, out the room for the negative. Like what you mentioned before with the being in the moment. Like even if it's not, you know, a lot of times like you're saying, it's it's very positive. And you're with friends, but but even if that doesn't come in, I think there's just you just don't have time or room right. for the negative, right? It just it just gets pushed to the side because of because you're so focused on on the moment and. Uh, um, well, yeah, you tap hands and someone's trying to choke you out. I'm not going to sit there and dwell on my chemotherapy in two days. I'm in the moment trying to fight that off, and that's a good thing. I mean, that, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. Well, uh, another thing I know we talked a little bit about before, you changed your diet some, too. That was something that, that Tried you— Tried to. I mean, yeah, that's, say, that's challenging. Like say, that's, 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 that's very challenging. That's, that's probably the most challenging aspect, trying to do that. But, yeah, you try to you yeah. know, eat healthier. I mean, there's a— dozen different things i'm not going to say i'm perfect with that each week i'm far from that because yeah certainly hit some ice cream now and then <laughs> things like that those um, that know me are probably smirking right there as i listen to this right now and i'm going to give me shit for saying that because I mean, uh, that's, that's that's hard that that part's tough i find that part probably one of the toughest aspects yeah trying to eat as healthy as you can well, yeah, and I mean, if you're always like having some austere austere diet or whatever, you're you're not you're not that that kind of makes you not as positive. And you, like you're saying, I think part of the it seems well, I've like, never felt negative eating cake or donuts. I mean, I don't. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. That's, that's what I mean. There, yeah, I negative after if I break down have some things, I'm not feeling bad about myself. Oh yeah, well, that's I mean, I it. it. Makes you feel better, yeah, right? Like that's that's a positive. Yeah. I, I enjoy eating too, and that's that's one of the things where you really have to like balance it because because it that's one of the enjoyments that's living in the moment too yeah. you know you eat a you eat a, something that you like and but you have to balance that i think you know a lot of people that are in jiu-jitsu i see that they're like because i think jiu-jitsu muay thai things like that are one of the best ways to to not to get in shape but to stay in shape over a long term like you have you know but it's but it's uh it's one of those things where it, it, you have to balance that because you know everybody's going to fall off the wagon. Everybody's going to, you know. That's the, the beauty of <laughs> if you join a gym like this. I mean, you don't sit and have to micromanage your diet as much because you're active, you're doing things, you're healthy, and you're eating, you're working out a lot. It's almost. I don't know anyone that's really ever put on weight coming down to a gym and doing like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you still have to watch your diet. Like you're saying, like, and even if you're not, like, you're, an ex again, extreme example, but you still have to watch your diet. I have to watch my diet. I'm, you know, over 40 now, too. And, like, it's, I, I, you have to watch your diet in conjunction with, with training. But it has to be a balance. Like, that living in the moment, I mean, I, I love eating. And, and sometimes <laughs> there's going to be, like, a, uh, like you're saying, sometimes you gotta have a, you got to have a good ice cream, you know, and, and, and things like that. But, um well, that I, I think there really some good takeaways. I'm really glad I got to talk to you about this. I mean, we never kind of formally sat down and talked about a lot of this stuff, but I know we've just kind of just passing chatted, and I'm usually busy or there's just, we're rolling, we're on the mat or training or something, but we met, we chat for a little bit. But uh, thanks, thanks a lot for uh, you know sharing this with everybody, and I think that anybody can take away stuff from this. Uh, and and That's whether you're going, I hope maybe some people can. You know, a lot of people with cancer don't, it's sometimes t difficult. They don't want to talk about it. They retreat in. They, and oftentimes all you hear is negativity and bad news. Yeah. So hopefully maybe some people listen to this, you know, there's some, they can get something good out of it in terms of, you know, that, you know, it's not all, I mean, things are changing. Treatments are getting better. I mean, uh, there's more options available that even in the last three or four years that weren't there a couple years ago with immunotherapy drugs. 
Um, you know, people, you know, five-year survival rates are getting better. So, I mean, it's, yeah, sometimes it's, it, I just know from my own experience, you don't hear enough positive news. All you tend to hear is negative news. Yeah. And, uh, so, it, I don't know, hopefully maybe I can, you know, some people out here can take something good out of this and you know, a little yeah. positive feedback. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I wish you like really best of luck, and you know, you know, you know, we're we're here. Whatever little we can do to try to support your your, I guess you got to unfortunately continuing battle with this. And uh, I think that's a positive. I see. I mean, I know a lot of people, probably more than you know, that have taken an example. They're like. Oh. You know, it's hard to make excuses when you see you with the chest tube and, and chemo. You're, you know, somebody's like, oh, I felt tired today. Well, yeah, Rick's on the mat with, with, a, with a, a chemo port and a chest suit that he made and, you know, and, and getting after it more than anybody or drilling a new move that he learned off of a video or, you know, even go, going live with, with tough, you know, some of those guys you mentioned, like John Davis. I mean, everybody knows how tough that guy is and, and uh, Andy and those guys and, 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 uh, and so, so I think if, if you probably don't realize this, but I've had people come up and tell me like, you know, it, it makes, it motivates them in a, in, in a way that like, well, you know, I, I, everybody makes excuses in their head. Well, you're not making excuses. You're out there doing it. So, uh, it, it kind of makes your excuses kind of pale in, yeah. <laughs> in comparison. So that, thanks for uh, doing that for the other members. And I know that, uh, if a lot of people haven't said anything to you they they've some of them have said stuff to me and i'm sure there's a lot that that have you know gotten some some kind of motivation or inspiration that haven't said anything to anybody so that's another if, if you can try to find anything positive of this you know tough situation i think yeah, that's something to another people in the gym going through similar experiences as me right now i mean we've talked about that you know, yeah so hopefully you know, they can get some out of it too yeah yeah, thank you. I appreciate everything. It's a wonderful opportunity to talk about this. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. No, thank you, Rick. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on the mats here in a couple of minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Perfect. That went well?